Hello everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Screen Time Podcast. I'm Connor. And I'm Luke. And today we have a new guest joining us. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm Aiden. Is that enough? That's <laughs> <laughs> sweet, sounds good. We have uh, a guest today uh, from another podcast. Oh, I didn't see you there. Uh, we will plug it again for you at the end of the episode. Oh yes, please. Uh, it's also <laughs> the other episode, uh, the other podcast rather, that I own. As the uh, yeah, only the, one that pays for it. Yeah, the, you have genuinely the full controlling share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for joining us today. I given you a producer credit on that. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, today's topic is live action Disney remakes in celebration of the Little Mermaid remake that just came out. Uh, we'll be talking about that near, near the end of the episode. Uh, but we're going to look at a bunch of these live-action remakes that Disney has done, and our varying thoughts on quality and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How do you feel about uh, the remakes in, in general? Okay, well, I'll go first. <laughs> uh, I I don't really like them, if I'm going to be honest with you. I like a handful of them, uh, but I, I don't think it's that uncommon of a thing to say that they're unnecessary. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of the big studios just remaking things and to make money with no original ideas. They do have some, and I like that every now and then. But I don't know, mm-hmm. a little tired of them. But I don't, I don't hate all of them. Is the thing, just there, the idea of them. There's some diamonds in the rough. Yeah, yeah. Disney reference. <laughs> oh yeah. Well. Boy, I, I got a, I got a whole thing about this. Aiden has also come bringing notes. Oh yeah, that, that are more than jot notes on a cell phone. So already he's more prepared for an episode than Luke or I have ever been. This is this was like a a, a labor of passion this week. I spent <laughs> so much time preparing. Um, okay, I'll, I'll give a little little quick speech here. So. Well, remakes aren't a new thing for Disney or for anyone else. I don't know if you've heard that The Lion King is basically just Hamlet. You know, stories are retold over and over again and have been for thousands of years. It's just the same basic story with different wrapping. And we, as humans, we enjoy stories. We like how they make us feel, the the spectacle of it all, and being able to bond with others over shared story experiences. Um, I'm going to quickly clarify the difference between plot and story. Plot is the sequence of events that happens to a character, and story is why we care what we watch, what the character's journeys are, the reasons that it speaks to us as people. And that's what I'm really interested, why they're told and what it means to us. All these movies that we're going to be talking about today were based off of beloved stories that people have a deep connection with. Most of those were adapted from books, so even the movies that are being remade already were adaptations themselves. Um, their existence isn't inherently good or bad, but the reasons behind their existences may be if they exist purely as a, as a cash grab, that's a little iffy. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, to me, ideally (laughs) stories would be told or in these cases retold because it means something to tell them again to the people making them or to the world at the time. If the stories hadn't been hits and resonated in the first place and none of the originals would have been made or been successes and so to have them be remade means that at least they they did mean something and a lot of people put a lot of work into making these remakes and i respect that effort regardless of if i like them or not 
So I'll say my verdict ultimately is I feel relatively positive about them. Many of these movies were able to expand on the original and tell that same story, but with added depth or character, um, with new moments to reinforce our love for these characters or to see them from a new light. But I won't necessarily say that any of these should replace the originals. A good number of them could serve as companion pieces, but there are very few that actually, I would say, surpass the originals in terms of quality. Yeah. That was beautiful. It was. <laughs> don't, Luke, don't cry. No, I'm so sorry. I think we're ready to get started after that. Yeah. Uh, I think we've agreed that we're going to go through in, in order of release. Mm-hmm. Correct. From the oldest one through to the newest one. Yeah, we'll just be talking about them as we go. Uh, given that Little Mermaid and Peter Pan and Wendy are relatively new, one is less than a week old and the other one is like a month old, Yeah, we will be giving you warnings about like when we'll spoil them. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, you, this is your spoiler warning for everything before 2023, <laughs> but also... If you've it's, seen the yeah, cartoon, it's kind of hard to spoil a movie that's you know eighty seven years old. <laughs> if you've seen the cartoon, you've pretty much you know what happens in the live action one, yeah. probably with a couple exceptions. But yeah, all right, starting off with Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> it just landed. Right, I tried to throw my paper and it landed right on my stack of papers again. Yeah. Oh, here's here's a just a thought to throw out there, a question rather. Um, before we discuss this one, uh, what, what are your general thoughts on Tim Burton's movies as a whole, and mm. his his creepy aesthetic? Is yeah, I'm gonna yeah, stick with definitely. that. Like, <laughs> That's uh, a good word. I think I think it's it's very distinct and very fun, and I enjoy it in especially tales that are fitting for that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure there's been a couple movies where it's been a little out of place, but. I think for Alice in Wonderland, at least, it works really well. Yeah. Well, the thing about that is there's lots of directors that are like 10 cent directors, you know, a dime a dime a dozen kind of thing. They're not unique in any way. They do the same thing. And you watch a movie like anyone could have made this. Yeah. And the thing I appreciate about Tim Burton is you watch it like, yeah, that's that's definitely Tim. Oh, yeah. There's no the, mistake. There's, no, <laughs> there's no way he has anyone else made that. And I love when directors have their own unique style. Totally. Whether or not you like the style or not is something, but the fact that they have something unique to themselves yeah. is always cool. Yeah, Tim Burton has a very distinct style, and it's you always know kind of what you're going to get out of a Tim Burton movie. And I think that like Wonderland, through his lens, does make sense because it's yeah. it's all very like over-the-top and... Just weird. Just, yeah, weird. <laughs> So it was a good fit, and also really nice for for Tim Burton to get to work. Uh, he actually he did more than one uh, live action remake for Disney, uh, but uh, it was nice for him to get to work on some stuff for Disney because he his career started. He was an animator at Disney, yeah. um, and his style was very unique and didn't really mesh too well with the rest of them. So he he quickly moved on to other things, but it's like he got his start here, and now he's. Well, this movie that he made kicked off, really kicked off the live-action remakes for Disney. There were a couple before this one, but 
It's like, it, it really, it was, it was like a big boom. Yeah. Then yeah. we got so much more. Also, uh, Tim Burton and Johnny Depp are both weird in their profession. <laughs> and I think they mixed incredibly. Oh, yeah. Well, they're in so much <laughs> together. Well, and Helena Bonham Carter, too, is yeah. often working with the two of them. Yeah. It's, it's a good mix. It is. It, it works really well. <laughs> it does. Um, can I throw some stats at you? I'm ready, man. All right. So Alice in Wonderland. It's a remake of a movie the same name from 1951. So there was 59 years in between the original to this one. This one came out March 5th, 2010. Um, so that's that's a pretty a pretty good chunk of time. Um, I have developed a system for classifying the movies, whether they are a retelling or a reimagining, which by which I basically just mean like. A retelling is basically the same story in basically the same way, whereas a reimagining maybe moves a story around a little bit with a, a heavier focus on a different character, or as we will talk about later, with like something like Cruella, where Maleficent. it's yeah, it's like it's either like just before the story or the same story, but like through the lens of of someone else, they they changed it up a bit. Yeah. This one is. A pretty straightforward retelling. It adds some more elements from the second uh, Lewis Carroll book, which was Through the Looking Glass, which also got then a full adaptation <laughs> as a sequel to this one. But it's it's pretty much the same thing, just with Tim Burton's style and flair. Yes. Oh man, it's so over the top and weird. I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other thing is that most of these movies are much longer than their animated mm-hmm. counterparts. The originals are often like not longer than seventy minutes. Yeah, yeah, so they're pretty short. They 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 throw in a lot more yeah. to pad that out. Yeah, yeah. As and as someone myself who I, know, I didn't spend a lot of time watching Alice in Wonderland growing up, the cartoon or the live action, that story is kind of. I feel generally indifferent towards it, mm-hmm. but seeing the remake, I think that it was good. Yeah. Um, you know, not having you know a ton invested into the the stakes of having it remade, but I think seeing it with a different visual idea. I mean, the cartoon looks like an acid trip. Yeah. And and the remake, <laughs> the, remake, the, remake the remake, the remake feels like an acid trip. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny too. Like, I don't think I actually ever watched the original before the live action one came out but you know it's in part because of the movie but also just the nature of the story like it's it's a pretty common thing like i i knew the story even if i'd never seen yeah. the movie um so it's it's just funny how like all of these even before they were remade it's like oh yeah everyone kind of knows this already so we're just seeing it like i guess refreshed for a new a new time yeah so what do we think thumbs up or thumbs down i'd give it a thumbs up yeah i give it a thumbs up thumbs up as well it, it technically has a passing grade too rotten tomatoes says it's a 51 percent. that's all you need to pass a class i actually that's don't know why that's low. yeah it's so low <laughs> but it was a huge deal like so much so that they then were like okay this is the thing we're doing we're gonna remake everything and commit to this yeah it got a, a sequel of its own yeah i am surprised that it is that low genuinely hmm. i think it's pretty good yeah Performances, great. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah. So. <laughs> Moving on to the next one, boys. Yeah. Nice so. so the Sorcerer's Apprentice. 
I'm kidding. It was the next one to be released, but I I'll be honest with you. I just wasn't thinking about Swiss Brands. But uh, just quick thoughts. I like it. Sure. Yeah. Hey, quick thoughts. Cool. It came out seventy years after Fantasia. Golly, that's crazy. I didn't know of its existence until just now. Like Nick Cage, Jay Baruchel in New York. Nick Cage is, I think Merlin. It's a a very loose remake. (laughs) Well, because the like the original, the thing is based off of is like a. 10 or so minute segment of Fantasia. Like, it was a short film. In which Mickey Mouse then... makes brooms dance. Yeah. yeah and it was turned this. into live action. Um, super fun. Su- yeah, yeah. Sweet. He's the villain. <laughs> super fun. A uh, little piece of trivia. Nick Cage stars in it, of course. Um, the producer, Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah. Um, and the director, I think his name is John Turtletob. Um, those three guys did all the National Treasure movies, nice. and also awesome. Sorcerer's Apprentice, and I think they were all producers on the the new TV show that just came out last year. And I'm a big fan of all the National Treasure stuff. Yeah, I love just want to throw movies. that out there. It's so good. Well, they're not old. <laughs> I meant like yeah. I meant not the new show. I haven't seen yeah. the yeah, show. Yeah, but anyways, we we can move past Sorcerer's <laughs> yeah. Apprentice <laughs> to Maleficent. Maleficent. What? That was before Cinderella. Wow, yeah, that. I didn't think it was. No. I, I was thought the other way around, but no. Okay, you got some stats for us. Yeah, I got some stats. We'll start off with some stats. So it's it's a remake of Sleeping Beauty from 1959. It was released on May 30th, 2014. So there's 55 years in between the two. It's it's not a retelling. This is a reimagining. Big time. Because it is yeah. it's it's the same story, but. From Maleficent's perspective, and a lot of the little story beats within it are switched around to more focus on Maleficent and, and her story. Also surprising, only a 54% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. This but, is why I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I know, but again, like it got a sequel. I think they're actually in talks to make a third one right now. Um, so I guess it was good enough. I don't know. What do you guys think? I love Maleficent. And especially the fact that it's a story from the different perspective, the reimagining. Mm-hmm. I thought that was an excellent move. And I, I, I do actually wish that they had done more of these. It, it doesn't necessarily need to be the villain. Like, I don't know that I need to see the Little Mermaid from Ursula's perspective. Right. Yeah. yeah. But but from a, from a different perspective, watching it, the same story unfold, mm-hmm. I thought that was super interesting. And, yeah, I, I had a blast watching it. I, I think the... The biggest issue for me with this movie isn't really the movie's fault, but one of the three little fairies is played by the same actress that plays Dolores Umbridge yep. in Harry Potter 5, and I can't take her... I can't respect After that, her. you can't... I can't respect her in any role. <laughs> After that movie, she's just so hateable. That's Imelda Staunton. She was also in Alice in Wonderland, actually. It's a very small role. I think she played, like, a flower or something. Um, but, yeah... I know, it's, it's weird to see her and not instantly hate her yeah. because of that connection, but I think, like, overall, all performances are really good. I'm, like, I don't never really loved Angelina Jolie as an actress, but this, I think this one works for she's her. She's really good in, as Maleficent. It, yeah. like, it, it fits really well. I mean, like, physically, but also just, like, I, I don't know, she, she brings the character... To, to life in this this new way in the movie. Yeah. 
I definitely give them props for originality. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in this one. Kind of making it feel... I mean, maybe unneeded, because, again, I, I think most of these remakes weren't needed in any way, but some of them can be justified by if they're actually good or not, mm-hmm. and I think this one is a, a solid entry. Yeah. You know? Also, so I, a twist that they do in the movie that I thought was really well done is that the true love's kiss that brings yes. back Aurora from the coma, I guess, mm-hmm. isn't from the sexy prince that they bring. They're like, hey, kiss her, which is also not cool, by the way. <laughs> yep, yep. But uh, I like that it's it's like the motherly love, mm-hmm. and it's a kiss on the forehead, and that's what wakes her up, and I thought that that's a, a yep. great way to, oh, to twist things up. Great subversion of a trope, yeah. It, yeah. They do like they do a number of things like that where it's like it's it's still the same story, but you get you get to see a lot of it from a different point of view, and then there's things that are different like that kiss because it's from Maleficent's side. Um, the movie opens with some backstory for Maleficent that is uh, pretty pretty hard to watch, yeah. honestly. Um, like she was in love with Aurora's dad, who later becomes the king um and then he drugs her and removes her wings like yeah that's it's 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 pretty rough it's um it's a pretty obvious metaphor for some pretty terrible stuff um so you know that's heavy (laughs) yeah this one was a lot darker than yeah yeah which i think is works in its favor yeah, like it all it all ended up fitting very well in the movie. Like like you were saying it's it's original cuz it was it's like that story but you know, they they tweaked it. It, it felt different. Um and I I appreciate that. Also just that you know the the visuals are pretty pretty good. Yeah. It looks yeah. it looks really pretty. It it got nominated for an Oscar for costume design as well which you know yeah i think that's yeah. warranted there's some pretty impressive costumery yeah. like maleficent's horns even just being integrated into her like cape i don't know yeah they it's they cool. they made it look real good i'm giving it a thumbs up yep, yeah definitely me too um now you gotta tell me this next one also got nominated for costume design Am I right? Um, yes, it did. Oh, I forgot to say what Alice in Wonderland got nominated for. Because it, it got nominated for three Oscars. And it oh, won wow. It won two of them. <laughs> what? It got nominated <laughs> for visual effects. And then uh, art direction and costume design. It won art direction and costume design. When I feel like costume design is going to come up quite a bit. Costume <laughs> design is for sure the most frequent. Costume design... <laughs> Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, art, art direction makes sense for that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd need something like that. So, yeah, anyways, thumbs up on Maleficent. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'll give you some stats. Cinderella, based off of Cinderella from 1950. This one came out March 13th, 2015. So there's 65 years in between the two. Um, this one I categorized as a reimagining as well, because... Like Maleficent, you know, it's pretty much the same story, but they they expanded a lot 
uh, more on the characters. There's a whole a whole backstory to Cinderella's uh, family, like her her mom and her dad, um, and then just other little tweaks here and there to kind of update it to be a more modern modern story with characters that aren't quite as cardboardy as uh, in the original. <laughs> there's some depth, and I don't just mean because they went from two D to three D, but there's there's more depth. That's a good joke. I, I respect it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and this one, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. 83%. Yeah. I remember seeing this one in theaters and being pretty blown away. Yeah. I think out of out of really like I guess this whole entire list, this one is is one of the best for sure and it it feels really warranted. <laughs> Well, in my opinion, I should say, I forgot to say, you know, everything I'm saying is, is my opinion, you know, this is, this is all things that I think or that I've heard. I didn't do a ton of research before this. This is all, like, all I'm saying a lot of things that I just kind of knew, but I did do a little bit. I wanted to make sure I wasn't, you know, going to say anything that was extremely wrong, but. No, I, I also really enjoy the Cinderella and I mean, I mentioned that it had to have been nominated for costume design. Yeah. Because especially the scene at the ball. Oh, my Where everyone's gosh. wearing suits and dresses. It's gorgeous. It looks incredible. And it, especially Cinderella's dress. Yeah. Just, like, really selling that blue and the shape of the dress. And, like, it doesn't look corny or cheesy. No. It, and, and it's, it's just Lily it's just really fits right in there. And, yeah. Oh, my Oh, goodness. and she's, she's great in the movie. And I also really appreciate the... That they expanded on why she's called Cinderella, because her name is Ella, but she has to clean up all the messes, so they call her Cinderella, because mm-hmm. she's so dirty from all the cleaning that she has to do. And, like, Cinderella yeah. is, like, legitimately an insult to her, which then gets flipped around at the end. I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, Kate Blanchett is the, uh, the evil stepmother. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's, she just sells Man. any role that she does. It's true. <laughs> oh, and what a what a tragic story, you know. Her mom dies, her dad remarries this lady, and then he goes away on like a business trip and then she's just awful. Yeah. It's it's, it's so sad. I'm correct in saying that this one wasn't a musical, right? Correct. I yeah. I it's been a while, but there may have been like a musical tidbit for Bippity Boppity Boo. Yeah. But But like there are I honestly kind of forgot that the original was a musical because there isn't a lot of songs and like they're they're pretty notable songs but like as a whole i don't think of it as a musical quite like the rest of them so you know like missing out on those wasn't too big of a deal they they did really well in in having other things to compensate for that and especially like i would say movies from the disney renaissance like Mm. the cartoon little mermaid through to tarzan those songs would be more notable yes, and recognizable. They are very much so and, musicals. And we'll get to it, but when they deal with those songs, that's where I think more issues show up. Yeah. Whereas, you know, not having songs in Cinderella, you can get away with it. Especially yeah. with the way that they change the movie as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your thoughts? All right, you Luke. look at your person. <laughs> All right, <and> Luke. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you just you made me think of another movie there briefly. Uh, I... I, I think Cinderella is okay, and I, I don't really have much problems with it, but compared to some of the better ones, I think it's not 
as good and is more kind of upper middle level or lower upper level <laughs> lower upper level okay sure yeah i believe the but, word you're looking for the kids have found it is mid no it's not mid it's more than mid it's, no but it's, it's like high mid mid, mid high plus mid, <laughs> mid high, plus high mid yeah we're going with high mid okay <laughs> yeah yeah any any distinct memories or thoughts or just uh, it's high mid i think it's just high mid it's been a while since i've seen it yeah. but i think this was the first one i first of the remakes that i watched in theaters yeah. And I've since seen a good chunk of them. Well, the ones that were in theaters. Yeah. In theaters. Yeah. I, I'm going to throw a thumbs up. I'm also going to give it a thumbs up. I'm going to even give it a thumb and a half. Thumb I, re- I, I really, really like liked a, it. Like a, a sideways thumb loop? Yeah, I'll give it a sideways thumb, but slightly. <laughs> slightly, yes, a little <laughs> slightly. <laughs> the curve by the thumb is, is up. <laughs> and the thing about Cinderella is there's been so many adaptations of it. Yeah. Like too many. That's true. Yeah, and like, not not just by we, Disney. Why are we still doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but this like this was very much a remake of their take. Like, yeah. oh, it, it's, it was it's probably the best remake yeah. of the Cinderella story. Yeah, but... like for for modern audiences, like when you think of Cinderella, it's the Disney version, yeah. I would assume, and it's it kind of it had that same I just can't feeling of magic. Have you ever watched that one? Oh. No, I've never, never watched it, no. It's not good. <laughs> All right, I, I just took a glance and I saw some of the stats for the next one, and now I'm excited. Let's go. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so... I think we probably unanimously agree about this next one. Moving on to The Jungle Book. Based off of The Jungle Book from 1967, this no was way. released April 15th, 2016, so 49 years afterwards. Um, I want to quickly say that the first live-action Disney remake was actually an earlier version of the Jungle Book that came out in 94, um, which was um, not, like, the Jungle Book, the original classic from 67, is based off of of a book. The remake um, just told a different story from both the book (laughs) and the movie. So I'm really, I don't know why... It's a weird movie. It's so... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and it already is weird. And then actually, they made another Jungle Book live-action remake in '98, which was just the story from the original movie, but told from Mowgli's perspective. But those ones, we're not talking about those ones. <laughs> we're talking about the good. This one. is this is the good one. A 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. This wow. lovely retelling of the Jungle Book. Sometimes Rotten Tomatoes does get it right. <laughs> yeah. This I I mean, yeah I don't know. This is everything you love from the original. Um, it, and it's there, and it's good. Well, it's very briefly. It's great. <laughs> we were talking about, you know, songs that do or do not show up. There's a number of songs in the original, and they bring only two mm-hmm. to this remake. But and awesome. I think both of them are but incredible. They are so good. It's also, yeah. I think, probably the least edited singing in any Disney movie in like the past 20 years. Very clearly, that's just Bill Murray... And Christopher Walken just doing their thing in front yeah. of a microphone, and they went oh, no. pointing it in. There were three, weren't there? Because Bare Necessities, um, Ubi Doo. Uh, yeah, the, I forget, I'm forgetting the I name. Be like the, I want yeah, um, but then also doesn't Scarlett Johansson has Ka sing a little bit of? Oh yeah, the yeah. the song like oh, that might be the, like two lines. Yeah, like slightly singing. For yeah, a couple seconds. Yeah. As a, uh, an homage. Trust yeah. in me. Trust in me. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. So yeah, not all the songs made it, but 
I mean, they did a. They, it was really nice what they did with the ones that did. I also think that every voice actor that they assign for the character is incredible. Oh man, it's a it's a pretty all star cast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't feel like uh, we'll get to this when we get to the Lion King. But the Lion King to me feels more like like stunt casting to have all those people, whereas this one it's like they are all really good fits. Yeah. For the role. Like, yeah. Christopher Walken as King Louie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's so good. <laughs> and he's a big boy in this one. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, okay, let's clarify here. It's a quote-unquote live-action remake. In I'll allow it because Mowgli is in it. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll even talk about the Lion King in a bit, too. Yeah. Realistically, it's more... Just like, Very realistic animation. It's animated in a different style. Like, one, you might say, like, better. It, it's it's 3D animation it is, looks, is what it is. it looks really it's real. fantastic, yeah. I, I, the performances are great, but one of the things that amazes me the most with this is, like, all the technology that they used in this. Yeah. John Favreau doing this, this was, like, pivotal for the foundation of combining the practical and, and virtual elements that... We'll see later in The Lion King and then in ugh, The Mandalorian. Yeah. And even, like, let's not sleep on the fact that the kid who plays Mowgli has to interact with these things, these creatures, yeah. that aren't real, and it looks really he, good. Never once am I like, oh, he was never around anybody. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's really good. It's They blended it. Yeah. very well i've seen behind the scenes and it's just like you know they have like one giant tree branch for mowgli to run down and then just blue screens everywhere and then it turns into such a, a cool set piece and i got notes for a later movie about how cgi objects interact with real people oh boy and how it's not done well but in this movie i like very, it very good yeah yeah i yeah it i'm so glad that that they had this they were able to do this with with that technology and just keep pushing it because again like it's it's kind of bordering on live action versus animated remake but the way that they did it is phenomenal and just it like it's it's really groundbreaking no wonder they were nominated and won the visual effects oscar it's pretty impressive and they've only continued to just keep like ramping up that technology as they've gone yeah so something I'll say about this movie is like Maleficent, uh, it has a very distinct tone compared to some of the other ones, mm-hmm. where the other ones kind of feel like, some of the other ones anyway, feel like just a movie that's on the screen and some <laughs> stuff is happening. Well, but this even... one, like, it, it feels, I don't know how to explain this, but it cohesive? has an identity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, even a lot of the original Disney classics, like, those movies feel more like just kind of like an anthological collection of yeah. scenes where they like do like a scene and then a scene and there is a through line but yeah. a lot of these movies like they kind of streamline that and and do more to bring it all together in a way because i think especially like modern movies are more it's, it's more expected that it's like everything is going to make sense for everything and that i, I they did a really good job with this one Absolutely. I'm gonna. I, I, if it's up to me, if I had two thumbs, I'd give it. To, oh, I do have you two thumbs. I think we're two thumbs. Yeah. Yeah. No, this one definitely stands out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, I'm just now. I hadn't really thought about them chronologically, 
the first chunk we've been talking about have been at worst good. Yeah. <laughs> you gave a slight a, a slightly upward sideways thumb, but there's been no bad <laughs> ones yet. Well, so from Alice in Wonderland in 2010 to Jungle Book in 2016, there was uh, five movies in six years. And now in the next six years, we're going to have over 10 of them. They really ramped it up from here. Um, yeah. So we're not talking about the the sequel to Alice in Wonderland. Also, it, what I just said made it sound like the next one's not going to be good. But it's Beauty and the Beast. It's Beauty and the Beast. Sure is. It's beautiful. Which is good. Some stats. Yeah. The original was released in 1991. This one came out March 17th, 2017. So 26 years between. That is wow, that's... so far the shortest. It's it's wow. a very small window. It's honestly surprising. Like, I get that they would remake it because it's such a, a classic. But, like, when you could remake the movie and the entire original cast could come back and be their characters, I don't know. That's kind of... That's kind of weird, but it's it's a retelling of the classic. Seventy one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's still pretty darn good. Beauty and the Beast. I love this movie. The, the like the original animated Beauty and the Beast is my favorite Disney movie. Me too. Ever. It's so like it's so good. It I'm was nominated for Sorry. Best Picture at the nineteen ninety one Oscars. Yeah. An animated movie was nominated for Best Picture. That's only happened two times since then. With Toy Story three and up. This is also the first uh, movie of the Disney, the Disney Renaissance. Yes, which they have now done as of as of this weekend. All four of the Renaissance movies have been remade. The first four. Well, yeah, the first four, the the big four. Yeah. Um, With more to come. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, don't you worry. I have a list of all the upcoming ones that have been confirmed. Not just. Posited, but confirmed. Now, here's something I really like about this movie. And this is particularly true in the case of, of Luke Evans as Gaston. Is the movie never takes itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. It's very aware that it was a cartoon. And especially with Gaston, he's hamming it up. Oh, yeah. It's, it's very cartoon. time. Yeah, it's awesome. And especially when they do the Gaston song. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think... Like, having him thing... lift... All yeah. those people on his it's arms. It's crazy. Like, it's so corny, but it just works. From the animation to the live action, I think the biggest thing you can say about it is that they just went bigger with everything. It's like the, the set pieces, especially with like all the stuff in the castle, like with all the people, it's massive. There's so yeah. many things involved, but then they go, you know, bigger with Gaston. They, the, like the song and the character, just like they can put so much into it because it's, it's this like huge big budget live action movie um but this is also the first one looking at the music side where they wrote original songs to add that's into true it, yeah which is a big deal especially for beauty and the beast that's a ton of pressure yeah because the, well, the original well, lots of people oh. especially people our age in our 20s no, all those songs. It's classic, word well, for word. Alan Menken and Howard Ashman, who wrote the music together for Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin, and then Alan Menken has done songs for everything since. Yeah. Um, but they were such a good team. They won Oscars for Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin. Um, 
So like the music in the original is so good. And so, yeah, it must be pretty daunting to then have to like add more. They got Alan Menken to come back and, and write the music. I think for all of the ones that he had originally done the music for. I think so too. Um, And so like they do, they do fit. I think some of the songs suffer just purely because they're not part of that original lineup. Yeah. But I don't like, I listen to the soundtrack a lot. I saw this movie in theaters three times. Yeah. Um, this, they're all good. I, I did enjoy the songs. To my account, there's two new songs. Am I correct? Days um, in the Sun Days and Evermore. Days in the Evermore. Sun and Evermore. Um, oh, no, no, it opens the, yeah, opens with, with an aria yeah. as well. In, in the in the castle. Before oh. the Enchantress shows up. Okay, yeah. 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 But I think that might be the only ones. But especially Evermore. That's my favorite it's song in the movie. really good song. Yeah. My favorite song in the movie. I remember a lot of people saying that it was weird that they wrote a new song for the Beast to sing when the Beast already had a solo song at the same point in the story on the Broadway show, um, which is also very good. But I'm not disappointed. Evermore is a great song. I really like it. Um, I love Dan Stevens as the Beast as well. Yeah. I think he's got like a a nice level of like anger, but you can feel that heart mm-hmm. in him. Also... CGI on the Beast looks really good. Yep, the Beast looks really good. I he like it was probably the best looking thing in CGI wise in the movie. But also, I'm not really upset that I can, you know, easily tell that a walking clock and a candlestick are CGI because I. There, I don't know. There, yeah, you're not supposed to look. Yeah, normal. and they'll look stylized <laughs> is the thing. Yeah, it's, you, it's you can, a very clear. It doesn't style. need to be. They look a little oh, yeah. strange. That's 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 right there. Mm-hmm. That is a real thing. Not all movies need to be like that. No. Actually, I find it really fun when movies. In, I don't know if this was intentional or they just didn't have as much money to spend on them. But when <laughs> movies intentionally have unrealistic visual effects for a more stylized look, yeah. it can be really fun. Well, and clearly the style paid off. They were yeah. nominated for production design and costume design. Yeah. Um, so hey, good for them. Yeah, costume design. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna come up. It's gonna come up. <laughs> Um, yeah, I will say, like, I, I enjoyed everyone's performance. I even enjoyed, um, <laughs> Emma Watson's performance. However, the singing specifically of hers isn't quite as good. Like most, like Luke Evans, Dan Stevens, those guys can sing. Josh Gad. Josh, Josh Gad. Gad. Oh awesome. my God. <laughs> okay. With Josh Gad, it does have to be noted that they do definitely change it. To fit Josh Gad's style of singing a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he's so fun yeah. that you forgive it. Totally. I think that's something they should do more with the movies. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Change the songs to fit the people you have singing them. Well, yeah, because like, that's... I have noticed that. That. <laughs> that is, that's how it should be, you know? You yeah. have the best performance. And so, like, while Emma Watson played Belle really good, it still, it feels weird to cast someone who, like, isn't as strong as the rest of the cast singing wise for your for your lead well, yeah i was thinking about this the other day actually and thinking about this episode coming up when they made the cartoons all you had to really focus on when when you cast someone as your as your princess was, was the voice was can they do yeah. like a princessy voice because they act for most of them, on screen <laughs> for most of them 
They straight up swap the actress out with someone else to sing the songs. Yeah. And then bring the actress back in for the rest of the dialogue. Yeah, that's that, that was a pretty a common thing. And you can't... Well, you, they don't even have to look like the princess because they're just standing behind a microphone and no one's going to see them. Yeah. So and now it, with these it remakes... It does get more complicated, yeah. With these remakes, with the exception of The Little Mermaid, because they changed her physical appearance, mm-hmm. you have to find someone who looks like the cartoon... Sounds like them. Can act... Yeah. And can yeah. sing. So, yeah. yeah. That's a difficult... It, it's for sure tricky. I know that, like, it is... And I do think that the singing with Emma Watson, it, it's a little noticeable, but I do think it does get worse in other movies. Yeah. Oh, in other yeah, movies. It's not, yeah, it's not terrible, but it, it just, compared to everyone else in the movie, it's like, well... Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, do I have anything... Oh, this movie was directed by Bill Condon, who... Um, I think did a, a fantastic, fantastic job with this movie. He, he knows his way around a musical pretty well. He directed Chicago, which is amazing, and that won movie best did win win best picture in two thousand. Um, so was it two thousand two? I think so. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. It was around around then at some point. Obviously, I was uh, very very little, so <laughs> I, I don't have first hand knowledge of that one, but. I have a feeling. Like, overall, it feels really good. I still, you know, I would still watch the, the, the original first. over this one, but, I, like, it wasn't disappointing. I enjoyed it. Um, and, like, the little changes were, like, you know, you go from Maurice, instead of doing, like, big, crazy machinery, he's more into, like, antique clockwork and stuff. And it was good, you know? I, yeah. I, I'm fine with that, because um, that's not, like, a, a huge thing overall. I I still feel still feel good about it. It's a thumbs up. It's a thumbs up. It's a thumbs up. I give it I give it two thumbs. It's my favorite live action remake. Okay. Oh, yes. I like it more than Jungle Book and I'm sorry. But that's okay. Yeah. Uh, this is where it's gonna get exciting because I know that Luke and I have very different opinions. Okay. Um which one are we talking about next? Dumbo. Dumbo. Okay. Another Tim Burton one. Alright. Tim Burton did Dumbo, I didn't know that. Yep. <laughs> I just said like, oh, that's Tim Burton. I don't, I don't. It's been a while. All right, so wow, 1941, <laughs> Dumbo came out. I think Dumbo was, I want to say, the fourth Disney movie after uh, Snow White, Pinocchio, Fantasia, and then Dumbo. I believe was the order. We're still learning. Yeah, so it's it's crazy. <laughs> this one came out March 29th, 2019. So 78 years. Between the two, which is the longest gap we have so far. <clears throat> Although, actually, it's the longest gap of any of the movies that have come out so far. But by the time Snow White comes out, it'll be the, the highest. Oh, I lied. There's one You're right. longer. The one that I just said, Pinocchio. <laughs> it came out before Dumbo and then came out after Dumbo. So, yes. But 78 years, that's pretty crazy. Um, it's a, a decently similar... I, I said it was a retelling. It's pretty much the same story, but they expanded a lot on it because, you know, as being the, the fourth movie Disney ever made. There's also um, barely a story in the original. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it was a lot more about, like, hey, can we animate this? Whereas now, um, you know, after animation has been established for more than two decades, they, they can do more with it. So it, it's just, it's the same thing, but, like, really expanded upon they added a lot of characters just to kind of fill it out um only a 45 percent on rotten tomatoes for this one good so it's time to address the elephant in the room <laughs> well done sir 
Danny DeVito. He's great. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I love Dumbo. <laughs> I, I don't love Dumbo. All right. Let's discuss. Also, I think... Look, the original Dumbo, I haven't seen in a few years. It's not very good. It's very... It's like it's it's basic, you know? It's also very dated. There's a lot yeah. of racism in that one. It's yeah, also which just is... very depressing. Like, it ends and you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're older and it's not just you're watching images move on TV as, like, yeah. a four-year-old. And you're like, oh, this is just sad. Yeah. The new one, I, th- I think the Dumbo is the biggest improvement on the original out of anything on this list. Okay, yeah. I, I, could, I could see that. It, it definitely had, you know, well, 78 years later, they, there was a <laughs> lot more that they could put into it. And I, I think one of the best arguments in favor of the Disney remakes is stuff like that, you know, fixing yeah. outdated cultural depictions, which will come up again in Peter Pan and Wendy because that was a pretty notable... Um, difference, yep. Difference. <laughs> which, I, hey... Big fan. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, don't know, I, th- I think Dumbo looks great. I had a good time with the characters. Uh, I like that they only bring one song in and they make it kind of creepy. A la Tim Burton. Oh, well, yeah, you know, Tim Burton. That, that wasn't bad. I'll be honest. Um, and I like that it's just overall a more heartwarming story and not mm-hmm. 70 minutes of depression. Yeah, which is funny because you think, you know, you bring Tim Burton in and then he... his He makes something his style, lighter. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's like lighter <laughs> and more... I mean, I, I shouldn't... Yeah, like, it's it's more emotionally resonant, which isn't something that Tim Burton doesn't do. Like, that that is a thing. But, yeah, it, it like, it, it's a lot more, like, heart to it, which I don't think you'd traditionally associate necessarily with this, like, darker gothic style. But it works t- in, in this, with the way they've, like, elevated the, the story and having all the characters around for that. Um, it... It does work. Like he, he balances that very well. And all the performances by the actors are really good. Like, I would watch anything that Danny DeVito and Colin Farrell are oh, in. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, Michael Keaton also pretty good. Agreed. Luke? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> well, uh, I, yeah, this... <sighs> It's kind of funny because everything you just said that you liked about it, I'm, I'm going to say is what I didn't like about it. Um, I thought the performances, and I think a big problem with lots of the remakes, not all of them, and it's mostly pretty much just the newer ones, but they get lots of really good actors to be in them. Except, yeah, and the then big budget stuff. And then they just suck in the movies. And you're like, what happened? We'll talk about it specifically. <laughs> I, no, I'm not saying they suck in... Uh, I mean, yes... No, in Dumbo. <laughs> not in Dumbo. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Oops. They, they don't suck in Dumbo, but after watching it, I was like, that's all you did with your performance? Okay, mm. that's okay. Okay. Um, but I think it's one of the most kind of shallow of the remakes and it ends on like that was kind of a waste of my time if I'm being honest and what you said you said it's the biggest improvement because you have this movie about or that's depressing 
and then you make it fun. And that was what I hated about the movie was because they're like, Dumbo is a very sad story, right? And like, what if we make it funny? I'm well, like, I mean, it was still pretty, pretty tragic. Yeah. You know, like, and all the but fire and stuff. And that's like, true. There's that's true. Still a, a lot that sad happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just but I, I, I feel like the original is, it's, it's not amazing, but it's a depressing story. But this yeah. one's still depressing at times. But it's it's a depressing movie, and this one's a fun movie with some depressing moments. Mm-hmm. But well, I don't I don't think it's fun. And I, I, mean, I think like, the, the original too, like Dumbo, a big part of Dumbo would be like the, the theme of like animal cruelty. Mm-hmm. And the original would have come out in a time where that wasn't really seen as much of a, of a, of a problem as it would be now. Yeah. So. Like they, I think they would want to be more careful about how, you know, they they treat the animals, and so it, yeah. like, they they, you know, no one wants to see, like, Dumbo's mom get, like, harassed by the circus performers and then die. But here's the but... thing, <laughs> is, the the way I see it is. If you're taking something out or making it lighthearted because you're like, oh, this is too heavy, I I feel like that's a waste of a heavy story. I think heavy stories are actually more meaningful mm-hmm. at times and more impactful than whatever that movie. Oh was. yeah, well, I, I agree with that point for sure. Yeah, because we're like, oh, it'll make people too sad, so we can't do that. And I'm like, really? What's the point of the movie then? Mm-hmm. You know, that's just my yeah. Opinion. No, that's fair. I I will say that I I'm not like as emphatically um thumbs up for this one as i am a lot it's like it's it's good is is what i would rank it as so maybe not even like a full a full thumb up from me but it like i have i'm giving thumb up yeah no that's great and hey i'm not (laughs) we're all entitled to our opinions i I won't even if luke is wrong (laughs) i won't disagree with you connor um uh, the way i see it from the original to this one that is it is a really good improvement and just you know being so far removed yeah from the original it was like yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna refresh a story for a new audience it felt like this was a, a good one to do that for because it had been so long and it was like one of the foundational disney movies yeah i wouldn't i'm not gonna give it a complete thumbs down i mean a thumbs down but not a less emphatic thumbs down. so like yeah. a like because a, they're... a middle skewed down uh, down skewed up a tiny. A down skewed up. Okay, okay. cool. <laughs> because even though I just hated on it, um, I think it's not nearly the worst movie that they've ever made. Yeah. We we gotta speed up a little bit. Okay. Um, and man, this is where it's gonna get fun. Aladdin. I have. This is the one I have the most notes for. Okay. Speed reading. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. All right. 1992 was the original. May 24th, 2019. This one was released. That's 27 years before. Similar uh, time frame for Beauty and the Beast. Again, one of those um, of the, the, the Renaissance movies. Um, this is pretty much the same story. They tweak it a little bit to have a lot more for the genie to do. The genie character is really where the biggest difference in the story is evident because, you know, you go from... Robin Williams to Will Smith, and uh, like if Will Smith had just tried to be Robin Williams, it wouldn't have worked. They had to change that because you can't you can't be Robin Williams. True. Um, it's a fifty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. 
Yeah. It's, you, you know. I like Will Smith as a genie <coughs> when he's not singing. Mm. And I like I like his subplot, like his romantic substory. Um, I really enjoy the moment where Aladdin's tripping over his words trying to woo Jasmine about <laughs> jams. Yeah, that's good. I thought that was really funny. Good. I think Jasmine is a really great singer in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think the song that they gave her is not done well. No, because... They, it, it feels like watching VeggieTales and having silly songs with Larry where you put the movie aside for a minute so that Jasmine can sing this speechless mm-hmm. song but they never address it at any point in the movie except when she's about to sing the song. Yeah, but the, the, the thing that I don't like about the song is that she sings about, you know, I, I won't be silenced, you know, I'll speak up but she sings it in her head and then doesn't <laughs> do anything after she sings about it. Uh, yeah. It's like you're singing... You're, but you're being silent while you're being like, I won't be silent. But that's all you being silent. And then it, that doesn't Interesting. Yeah. carry into the I rest think of the movie. I it, think it pro- was a good call to give Jasmine a song. Yes. Um, well, they should have worked the story it, around but, it, I think. Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah, it was kind of just dropped in. I will say, funny story, her song is the only scene of the movie I haven't seen. <laughs> because <laughs> when I was sitting in the theaters to watch it, I suddenly got a nosebleed and I spent her song looking at the theater of the theater, <laughs> the, the, the ceiling of the theater, trying to get it to stop. And it did. So the song started, I got a nosebleed, I got, I got it away, <laughs> song ended, I was good, and back in. <laughs> Did you get the reprise though? Yeah. 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 No, it came and back on and my nose started bleeding again. <laughs> now you say that Will Smith isn't copying Robin Williams, and I agree. Mm-hmm. Except for the songs. Yeah. Now, before Will Smith was an actor, yes, he was he, a musical artist. That's right, and they kind of tweak it a bit to give it like more of a, you know, like a Will Smith vibe. But here's the not thing: really, when the credits start rolling, a Will Smith version of "Friend Like Me" with DJ Khaled plays, and I threw my hands in the air and I went, "Why didn't you make this song the Friend Like Me" yeah. song?" Because you know, everyone <laughs> everyone movie. loves the original. This is again like with. These songs are so, so ingrained in us. And so it's like, oh, well, they don't want to see a different version. But the movie's going scared. to be different. It's a different version of the movie, so make a different version of it. Like, well, I, I, don't, I really don't envy Will Smith having to follow up in Robin Williams' shoes. Like, he, no one could do Robin Williams. Not even the, like, for the second Aladdin animated movie, yeah. uh, they recast Genie. Um, yeah, Dan Castellaneta who is great. He voices a million characters in The Simpsons, including Homer, but he's just not Robin Williams. They, When they were making the original Aladdin movie, they based the character off of Robin Williams, so you can't just have it be the same person because you don't, you don't, you don't have Robin Williams. Yeah. You, you just, there isn't a way to do that version of the genie without him. Yeah. Well, that's why I said I, I wish that they would... Um change the songs more to suit the singers that they have yeah. mm-hmm. performing them. Because even that is that much more justification for their existence. Like the remakes <laughs> as a whole, other than them just trying yeah. to remake it exactly the way it was. I'm like, yeah. if you do it differently, then the, there's a reason for the people next, to want to go see it. The next this. movie we're going to talk about, um, I, I have, an I idea have some, some about. very... Very uh, strong opinions on that line. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, other... Will Smith does do a good job as his version of the genie. It's just, it's hard to differentiate that from the original. 
Yeah. I, I think performances overall were pretty good. Yeah. Um, I I do really like where they, um, like, all the, the music numbers were really big, which I think was really good. And there was a lot of group dancing, which yeah. I also really liked. An interesting choice was to to use sped up footage to make like those dancing scenes feel more magical, which I understand, and I don't know how you would do differently. It just it just I There's don't know. A it, fe- it kind of it feels yeah. a little weird, and like I get what they're going for, but also at the same time, it's like I I don't I just don't know. But yeah, I don't like, know how you would do that. Otherwise. I I understand your purpose, but I'm also just there's something about this yeah. that I just I can't help but feel like, weird about i i guess i like it but Maybe. i don't know <laughs> so yeah it's it's weird it like but, as far as this one goes i'm like i'm kind of on the fence because i'm i'm giving sideways thumb tilted up i might be doing that as well i think i <laughs> you can say what you gotta say buddy i'd give a, a thumbs up tilted slightly down <laughs> Right, so it's like a little bit up, or oh, aside sure. some tilted you know up what? more than forty-five degrees. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that. I'll do the thumbs up tilted slightly down. Yeah, because you know I enjoyed it, but it, this one definitely does not replace the original. No, not in no. Any way. not even close. No, and man, didn't even get Gilbert Gottfried as Iago, although he doesn't. He's just like a normal parrot. Yeah, which is too bad. Um, Let's do the next one. Because this will be fun. Yeah, this is the best one that they've ever made. Okay. The Lion King. I was just kidding about that. 1994's. <laughs> the original. <laughs> July 19th, 2019. This one came out. So 25 years. Again, the Renaissance movies, they just kind of... Quick turnaround on that one. Interestingly enough. Um, though... All the all like like I said with the other one, it's close enough that they could have had everyone come back and do the roles again. And um, they do for and they James have Earl Jones. Just James Earl Jones come back, which feels I mean, yeah, sure, he's Mufasa, but if you're gonna bring him back, then you know, he's iconic as Mufasa. Everyone else in that movie is also iconic in their roles, but whatever. This this one, I'm not categorizing as a retelling or a reimagining. I'm gonna say this one is a remastering. Because it's yeah, a... the same movie, but animated different. 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's too high. <laughs> it did get nominated for visual effects. Which is deserved. And that, I will say, the way the movie looks, the technology they used, by far the best part. I really oh, like that. Great. But the rest of the movie itself, it just, it just falls flat. Yeah. Because I'm watching the exact same movie a, like a good chunk of it is like pretty much shot for shot the, but they the lack the opening sequence is, is exactly shot exactly shot. And it but looks yeah, great it just it yeah. lacks the like spectacle of the original cuz you have all these grounded animal performances so it's harder to do like if i think where i really noticed it was like just can't wait to be king yeah in in the live action they're just like walking through a field whereas in the original it's like all these animals are doing things like yeah. like crazy acrobatic trip tricks and there's like all all these like big moving pieces and all this choreography whereas in this one it's just like I'm gonna walk through this field and that's gonna be this song yep and I man, have, I have oh. an issue with the songs absolutely be so, prepared wasn't even sung duh, yeah, yeah. that sucks and that's like yeah. my favorite Disney villain song when you yeah right it's, <laughs> it's the best song in the movie. And when the, they reduce it to a 20-second slam poetry session, 
I. That was the last straw. That was yeah. it. That was, Here's my issue. Okay, so we address the fact that, except for James Earl Jones, James Earl Jones, no one else came back. Uh huh. Largely part to the fact that they made it a mostly black cast because the movie Which, takes place in Africa. Yes, and that I understand for sure. Not an issue, but here's the thing: is they kept all the songs from the original, but didn't change the background score. White people sung the original songs, and I don't. This isn't racist, but black people sing differently than white people, and now you're forcing them to sing mm. songs. In a style that's different from what they sing, when they cast, um, I don't know his name, but whoever they got for Young Simba, he went on to Ellen, and he sang a song on her show, and instantly I was sold. I was like, this kid can sing. I cannot wait for him to just crush. Hmm. I can't wait to be king. And then he sings a song, and he's so held back, and also you can tell that they've edited the crap out of his voice. Yeah. It's really noticeable. And the only new song is Beyonce singing Spirit, which Nala doesn't sing. It's a song that plays yeah. over top. Essentially, God is singing it as as Simba runs home. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of that, alongside the movie, Beyonce released her album, The Lion King, The Gift, which was then heavily featured in her movie in 2020, Black is King, Yeah. Um, which in my opinion, is a much better way to remake The Lion King. It's the same story, but with all of, like, her whole album is, is the, like, the spiritual succession, is, like, telling the story of the movie with some really neat visuals, and that, I think, is, well, for sure, the better of the, the Lion King remakes. Um, they, they have already announced that they're making a prequel for the live-action Lion King called Mufasa, The Lion King. Oh, yeah. That's coming out in 2025. You want my opinion Uh, on what they should have done for this remake? Hmm. Scrap the cartoon because there's a Broadway play that exists. Yes. In which all the performers are black and sing black. That sounds a little weird, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean, yeah. They should have... Adapted the Broadway musical Mm -hmm. into a live action movie, which is something that I never say, but I think that's what they should have done. Yeah, and that's that's more akin to what like what Black is King ended up being. It's like it's 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 in a style that would make sense to retell this story. Um, So like as as far as as this one goes, I would say, hey, watch it for the visuals because it's absolutely Watch watch it on mute. Yeah, honestly, it's absolutely stunning. Like, the technology, like, in the Jungle Book, and they just kept working on it. They used AI to help animate the animal motions so that they could be more realistic. And they do look amazing. Yeah. It's just, if you're going to watch The Lion King, watch the better version. Exactly. I'm giving it one thumb down, and my other thumb is not going down because of how good it looks. I know. Yeah. It's like... But it's a heavy <clears throat> thumb. As The Lion King, it's a thumbs down. As a... A tech demo? A tech, yeah, absolutely. As that, it's, it's a thumbs up for sure. Yeah. yeah. They didn't win visual effects, but they were nominated. Yeah. They made a movie that they played that on was... TVs at Best Buy on display. Yeah. Actually, that's a really good point. Yeah. That's because so, that's no so true. Goes. They're just there. Like, what's wow, your, what's your thumb rating? The same thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Lady uh, the Tramp. Lady the Tramp. 
So original came out in 1955, November 12th, 2019, 64 years after the original. Um, it's pretty much the same. It's a retelling with a 66% on Rotten Tomatoes. This one was a Disney Plus original. It was a launch title alongside the likes of Noel, Mandalorian, and High School Musical, the musical, the series. It's definitely, <laughs> I will say Lady and the Tramp is my least favorite of the Disney Plus launch titles. Not because it was particularly bad, but just I, I enjoyed all the other ones quite a bit. Um, yeah, this is, it's pretty much the same thing as the original, but just like in, you know, as Lady and the Tramp is an older movie, they just fleshed out some, some characters and, and scenes a bit more. There are some, some big changes, uh, notably the, uh, Siamese cat song. Again, fixing outdated cultural depictions. It's a good, a good mm -hmm. reason to remake a movie. Um, yeah. with, I forget, what was it? Oh, I'm forgetting the name of it, but Janelle Monet, who plays a character in, in the movie, wrote a new song for the Siamese cats. I hated those cats. <laughs> They're the worst. Yeah. Um, I will say, given that there's a couple of Disney Plus originals on here, you can tell that this is the one that they put a little bit more effort on a little to bit. open Disney Plus with. Mm -hmm. You know, get Disney Plus so you can watch the remake of Lady and the Tramp. Yeah. Um, I, you know, kudos to them for using real dogs. Sometimes. Sometimes. I think a I, lot I, of it was I liked, CG as oh, yeah. well. Especially but their heads. I actually, I kind of like when they do CG animals in, in a movie like this. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it allows them to feel a little bit more like their animated counterparts. Like they can, they can express in some ways that they couldn't otherwise. But also, I don't know, like in a movie that's so animal heavy, it's like, I don't, I just don't want those poor animals to be working so much. Let the computers do some of it. I, I did it, <laughs> I, well, people will disagree with me, but I, I actually enjoyed the, the way that the animals looked. Yeah. Especially Lady and the Tramp. Mm -hmm. um, but more than that, I think that the voice acting in this movie was really good. They had quite a good cast. I didn't know that Tessa Thompson could voice act so well. Yeah. Luke's going to disagree with me on that one too, but that's okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm i not going to sing my praises all day long about this movie, but I no. overall I think I had a pretty good time. It's it's fine. It feels like pretty much on par with the original and like like the scene in the alley with Bellanote and, and Tony and the spaghetti mm -hmm. and stuff. I think that was probably the highlight for me because I was like, oh yeah, this is like the classic scene from Lady and the Tramp. And it doesn't it doesn't lose any magic in becoming live action, um, and F. Murray Abraham as Tony was really good. He's like, good. That's conchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. There's, uh, there's not too much for me to say about this, but yeah. What do you got? Lucas' uh, thoughts. I think the problem that I have with this movie is, I, I like to think that for most of the live action remakes, I'm pretty unbiased based on how much I like the original, if I like the remake or not. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there was a little bit of bias that that sh sh shone through when I watched this because of how beloved the original was to me. And I just... I, I really did not like this movie. Mm -hmm. um, I really don't like Disney doing CGI animals. Not because I wish that they were real, but because I wish that they could actually animate them looking good. Specifically on Disney Plus mm. is what I'm thinking here. 
is the, this is the best looking animals out of all the Disney Plus originals. Yeah. But they yes. still are like that's Oh yeah, you can that's tell what, that's it. Huh? And I know that this is maybe an unpopular opinion, but I actually like I like that when I can see that they're a little animated because I, I just for a movie like this because I know that it allows them to do a little bit more and it doesn't bother me, but I understand that it it like well, Okay, well, them looking animated isn't a problem because that was the problem with Lion King, is they look so realistic. They look great, but yeah. they're not. Their expressions aren't animated. Lady mm-hmm. and the Tramp, their expressions are animated enough, you know, more than Lion King is. So like you can, I guess, feel more for the characters of these animals. But uh, I just didn't think it was great. <laughs> I yeah, I think Tessa Thompson did okay. Um, but I feel like some of her performance was lost a little bit in mm. some weird visuals mm. that I think didn't fit quite well. But no. I, again, it's not the worst movie that they've made. No, it didn't need a remake. It got one. Oh gosh, that's whatever. I'm giving thumbs up. One thought. I'm gonna give like a a, a forty-five. Like 45? A forty-five. It's like okay. Uh. Down slightly up. Down 45? Yeah, down 45. Down, <laughs> there we go. That's where we go. <clears throat> I wish we had more time. Because. No, see. I'll tell you what. And we do have more time. Oh, uh, thank This goodness. is going to be a very wow. awkward edit. Yep. We, we ran out of time at our previous location. So we went our separate ways. And we're now recording in the in a car. My car? <laughs> This is the most ghetto we've ever been. <laughs> no, on this we're podcast. we're hitting the streets. You know, we're getting street level. This yeah. is this is how well, it's, it's a location shoot, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're actually big budget two locations. We're actually on the yeah. site of Mulan. <laughs> oh no! Talk Let's it. talk about Mulan. Okay, here's some stats. Oh, okay, so again, uh, the original Mulan, 1998. This one came out September 4th, 2020. Only 22 years in between remakes. I yeah. do think, I'm pretty sure that is the shortest turnaround time of any of these. Yes. Um, this one, I said, was was a reimagining because they, they did change... Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Like mm-hmm. with some significant new characters and one very important character who was cut and replaced with a new one from the original movie. Oh, well, if you want to call that replacement. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't. But... It has it has a seventy two percent of Rotten Tomatoes. What? Yeah, <laughs> that is absurd. No, which is it does feel a little a little wild. Um, it feels like there's a lot of strong opinions in here. <laughs> well, now I'm curious yes, what your opinion is. Well, I think like honestly, regardless of my opinion of the movie, the majority of my recollection of this is just all the controversies surrounded, and there are so many. Yeah, that's true. So. I don't know if you guys want to get into that. I got lots of notes about all of those. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, it's, it's It was messy and was pretty largely overshadowed by a lot of things that went on um, behind the screens. Yeah. But I mean, we can talk about the movie itself. Here's where I think it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I will say this. When they announced that they were going to do none of the songs in Mulan, 
I was actually okay with that as a as mm. an idea. Yeah, me too. Because that would force them to mix it up. And I mean, Lion King just came out and they totally butchered the songs, in my opinion, at least. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the fact that they're not even gonna, and I think the Mulan songs are really good too. Oh yeah. So I think just not even trying felt like a good idea, but in the movie, they don't replace the songs with with anything valuable or anything that tells you what the songs did with one exception I think at the beginning of the movie we see young Mulan running around using her chi stupid and then she breaks the wing off the the phoenix statue I think mm-hmm. and I'm like well this is an effective scene because we've learned that Mulan is an outcast in her village right we fast forward next scene Mulan is an adult and they do the the matchmaker scene yeah. With the music of the song in the background, but no one's singing. Right. Two issues here. First, you're playing the music from a scene that's better done than the one that we're currently watching. And two, the point of that scene is that Mulan is an outcast in her village. But we already know that from the opening scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm talking about, is they don't replace the songs well or they try to have the same scene without the singing in it and it just didn't work for me at all that's that's fair but like also Mulan has been like traditionally served as like a a metaphor for um, like the trans experience and so still having matchmaking where like they're forcing you know the the gender expectations on her like it's still it does not work in this movie it it's it's definitely different. It feels different. And here here's what I have to say about that. In the cartoon, you watch the cartoon, and and she you know excels. You know, she perseveres. She pushes through, specifically with the army training. Uh-huh. And it's through hard work and perseverance and, and commitment that she attains the level of of being a good enough soldier to go to war. She's worked hard. She's achieved. You know, she's on the same level as these men now. Yeah. In the remake. She's better because she has superpowers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm like, I, I think you missed the lesson in that original by a mile. Yeah. Yeah, man. I was I was very excited for this movie when I first saw the trailer. I remember actually the first time I watched it. I was in Italy at the time on vacation. And I was like, oh. wow. I can't wait for this to come out. This is so exciting. And that it got delayed. Um so I, I, you know, didn't get to watch it for a while because of, of COVID. But then also, like, there was the whole, like, all the controversies, you know, with the hashtag boycott Mulan and everything. Like, it, it, it was yeah. a pretty big deal. So I, I waited until I didn't have to pay extra to watch the movie. Um, as well. As a lot, a lot of people, I think, did. And, yeah, I don't know. I could, like, as with most of these, you know, I can see what they were going for. Um, they they tried, they tried to do different than the original, which I respect. But it they yeah they changed a lot, and I I thought it was, I thought it was fine, you know, but I think, <laughs> um, it it definitely, it definitely wasn't the original, and I was hoping for something more, akin to that. I think. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes, please share. <clears throat> well, uh, I would like to let it be known that I think this movie is 
complete garbage. Uh, I, I hate everything about it. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I said Beauty and the Beast was my favorite Disney movie, but then I went, oh, wait, oh, shoot, no, third favorite. My first favorite is actually Mulan, like the original, because mm-hmm. it is so good. Yeah. And the thing I think is really cool about that, the original as a musical, is it's a musical until they reach the destroyed village, and then they kind of push the, the musical aspect of it way to the side, where there's only like a, yeah, like they, they sideline it to focus on the the war drama of it more. Yeah. Which is it's really great, effectively great done. Move. Yeah. Uh, and in this one, they don't do the songs, which is, I guess, not the end of the world, right? Because it's being different, but I guess it, it lost that uh, effective storytelling in not just, you know, traditional ways, and which is cool in the original, but not yeah. great in this. Um, also, like, Mulan herself... In the original, yeah, she's going through all the struggle, right? You know what I'm saying? And she's a woman who needs to seem like a man so that she can, you know, join the army and everything. Yeah. And all this stuff is super meaningful and it's great. Uh, and in this remake, she meets the the sorceress girl, the bird, whatever. Yeah. And then she's <laughs> like, be yourself. And she's like, oh, shoot, you're right. So she rides out into battle and removes all of her armor She's like, I, I'm me, and then drops it, and that's stupid. She, also t- she tells her dad that she lost the armor in battle, which is not true. She threw it on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why would you get rid of your armor? Yeah, this seems be- pretty important in war. Yeah. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. The whole superpowers thing is, is dumb. Yeah, it's weird. Like, well, and even a story like Mulan, you know, all of these, all the Disney movies that these are remakes of were based on older stories but Mulan as a story is thousands of years old yeah and so to to change it that much it's it you know it kind of feels like hey maybe it's a little too late in this story's yeah. history to yeah. to try something like that I, I did read um a uh a comparison of like the critical response in in western culture versus like China and surrounding areas where like over here people were like yeah okay it's pretty good but it it was much less liked in yeah. the places where they'd be familiar with the actual story and like and even uh, just trying to have their culture represented yeah well and cuz like and that was that was one of the many controversies was like oh they didn't hire a lot of local people to help on this movie like there isn't really a lot of chinese people behind it so it, i guess it kind of felt like they were puppeting their story yeah it just it it just wasn't what you know what mulan as as at its core a yeah. story that's endured for thousands of years yeah the original is way more effective at yeah. delivering any of its message than this movie is it's a two thumbs down for me oh if i if i had another hand i'd, I'd give it another <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was nominated for two oscars if you can believe it costume design and visual effects Visual Oof, effects. that visual sex one is. That was I don't know. <laughs> How did also do to take out the dragon? Okay, yeah, they were placed with the phoenix that showed up for forty-five seconds of no, screen time. Just stupid. Yeah, it was I like they. It. It's oh man. Now that I'm thinking about it too, it's just it's really weird that it like it felt like they were trying to do like a more grounded, realistic thing, but then they added in all that like magic and 
yeah. stuff. So it's just, it's kind of like, oddly enough to say it, it's like at war with itself. Yeah. And then all the controversies around it and like just all the mess just, it was unfortunate. It was, the I think for sure, the biggest misstep in regards to any of this stuff. Yeah. Even just for Disney as a brand, because they got they got hit pretty hard by a lot of things <laughs> in regards to this one. Yeah. yeah. What do we go next? Yeah, we should move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cruella. Oh. Um, this one I'm excited because I've actually Luke and I have never talked about this one because you watched it. I've never talked about this one about about this one with anybody. So. Because you watched it very recently. This morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So this one is is based off of 101 Dalmatians. This okay. is the third live-action movie based off of the original 101 Dalmatians by Disney. Yeah. The first two came out... Or the first 101 Dalmatians was in 96, and then 102 Dalmatians came out in 2000. It's 96, 2000. Yeah. Both of them starring Glenn Close as Cruella, who actually was an executive producer on Cruella. Um, Very nice. And just a little fun fact... 102 Dalmatians was the first live-action remake to get nominated for an Oscar. Wow. <laughs> for cost- costume, design. costume design, as is, as is uh, you know, often showing up here. Yeah. But yeah, so 1961 is when the original came out. This was May 28th, 2021, so 60 years in between. Um, and this one, it's a very different story. It has all the elements of 101 Dalmatians, but, you know, this is before. This is a prequel around Cruella's rise to being who she is. Right. And uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 75%. That's fair. Yeah. Well, that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this not... one got nominated for costume design too, right? This one won for costume design. Oh, good. It was also nominated for makeup and hairstyling. Yeah. Um, the, the... Especially... Wh- the... All the, like, style and, like, looking at this movie, especially when you're setting a movie around fashion designing and it being, like, such a big thing... All the they outfits that she it. makes in it's the middle of the movie incredible are awesome. Like yeah. the the trash, yeah, like whole garbage truck dress thing. Just all of it is crazy. I'm gonna come right out of the gate and say that I think this is probably my favorite favorite Disney remake. Honestly, oh nice. I really really enjoyed it. I'm very curious to hear what you have to say, my man, Luke. What what do you have to say? I want to hear your thoughts first. I'm I'm itching. Okay. Um. I I liked it, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I didn't hate it. Um, I was a little disappointed by Margot Robbie because I think she can do better, and I think that's the problem with lots of these Disney movies is they get these very talented actors, and I feel like some of their skills are are dialed down a bit, some more than others. She was still good. But like I've I've definitely seen better from her, and I was kind of expecting more of a out there performance. Not that it wasn't, I, but do you you mean Emma Stone? Did I say Margot Robbie? Yeah, <laughs> I was like Margot Robbie was in this movie. Yeah, I, I mean Emma okay. Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, okay. I was like, did I cool, say? Cool. Yeah, not Margot Robbie. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. I've seen better. So that's why I was I was yeah. disappointed well, by Emma she is, Stone. She's a great actress. What do you think about the other Emma, Emma Thompson? Uh, she was good. She was good. Yeah. I really like their dynamic. They play off of each other very yeah. well. It's like, it's delightfully evil just to watch her 
I was going to say descent to madness, but I think it's more of an ascent to madness. Yeah, I like, like that. <laughs> it, they, so yeah, like, she's not, she's not, doesn't start the movie as Cru- Cruella. She is Estella, who wants to be like a fashion designer and, and ends up working for the, the top fashion line in London underneath Emma Thompson's character. The Baroness. Yes. And as she decides to start making her own things and she uses this this other identity of Cruella and it slowly like takes over and I just I it's like grippingly engaging to watch their dynamic, especially because like she interacts Cruella interacts with the Baroness both as Cruella like from afar but then also Estella in person and I just yeah. I love the dynamic there that was cool yeah it's it's neat also I just you know I'm a big fan of like a heist movie and they have a, a pretty good number of like heist like scenes social yeah. engineering stuff I how- uh overall I really like this one I have depending on how you look at it two or three complaints okay I think that the beginning and the end of the movie are too long. I think we spend a little too much time with her as a kid mm. before getting into the meat of the story. And the whole end with the big con featuring the Baroness, I feel like that just went on for a little too long as well. It wasn't, yeah, it but, was a long but scene. But for the middle, especially when the fashion part of the movie really gets into high gear. It, it's, it just, Excellent. It, it, the pacing is so fast and it works so well for that part. So yeah, I can see what you mean where it, like it kind of starts off slow and then builds up really quick and then and then like yeah. calms down a bit. So yeah, I'm sure the, the pacing could be a little <clears throat> bit tighter. My other issue and this is, this is more funny than it is like hurtful mm-hmm. to watch the movie. Is it feels like someone just hit shuffle on a Spotify playlist, yeah, and then dropped it on top of the movie, because a lot of the songs don't really line up with what's going on. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Those uh, are my complaints. I do really enjoy it. Um, yeah, especially the the costume design is really yeah. incredible. Oh man, it, there's just so much to like gawk at and admire. <laughs> I. I mentioned well, I mentioned when we were talking about Lady in the Tramp that I didn't I didn't love the CGI on the animals. Mm. Uh, this one is brutal. The Dalmatians look so bad. <laughs> I they're they're disgusting looking. Um, when they chase or they're running and they they push they jump over the bush. Yeah, <laughs> that was rough. And then they they uh they shove. Um, what's her face? Cruella's mom. Yes, Cruella's yeah, adopted yeah. mother off the cliff. Uh, I'm sorry, but I thought that scene was really funny because <laughs> because the, the CGI was so bad and the the camera does this weird flip over, yeah. following and it's and they're they're playing it to be so dramatic, but it it just looks so awful. Mm. So I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, not what's happening in the scene. But also, oh, yes. what's happening yeah, in the yeah. scene? <laughs> yeah, and, and the problem I had with that is they build like the entire movie off of that scene, pretty much, and like all of her motivations. Yeah, and I just keep it's, it's the and they keep bringing it back to that scene, and I'm like, I hate this scene, but it's so funny. It definitely, <laughs> yeah, like the 
that scene is, I mean, it's not supposed to be fun, but it's, it's for sure that like the least fun part about the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, hey, crazy twist. Who would have seen this coming? It was the Baroness who, who killed her mom the whole what, time. Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> what, a, what a twist. <laughs> yeah. But I do, I, I did like that. They then, you know, I like had that, that piece where she like staged her own death in that same way so that they could catch that was kind of her. It's a, it a fun little twist. Yeah. Play on that. Um, I, I do have a question though. Her mom talking to the Baroness is like, I need a little bit of money to help us. And then cuts to another scene with young Estella uh-huh. and then cuts back. She's like, I won't tell anyone. I swear. What was she talking about? They know they don't explain it. Oh, I was like, is it because she's actually your daughter? But no, you don't even know that yourself. The Baroness doesn't know that she has a daughter because she thought she died. So I have no idea what they're talking about. No lies. I'm not gonna lie. It's been too long for me to remember. <laughs> I think what you're specifically talking yeah, about. I I think they allude to some sort of like family connection, and she has to. I don't really remember. I, it has been a little while since I saw this one as well. Um. Also, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really remember. Um, when the Baroness takes uh, the the two people, Stingray from Cobra Kai and the other guy, um, and like you, you're going to get arrested for the murder of Cruella Deville, right, or mm. whatever it's still out. I can't remember what. Yeah. But, um, and then she burns the place down, and they're like, "Yeah, Cruella Deville has been found dead." but her body isn't at the fire and it cuts to her because the Mark Strong saved her. So I, I, I was a little upset. I'm like, why would you just pronounce someone who's not even at a place dead? Like, oh, this is this apartment building. They're just trying For all to... they know, she wasn't even home. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's all so dramatic, the fashion world. Like ridiculous. Yeah. That's why I don't work in fashion. It's... I, 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 what I don't like... Is movies, and this is fine. This is just me personally, uh-huh. and this is not anything wrong with the movie. But stuff where they have like the fashion world, for example, because of this movie, and they're like the power that they hold over everything, cops and everything. I'm like, cops don't care if you're a fashion designer. <laughs> this yeah. is so weird. Why would you have this much power? Well, because you know, over Hollywood, the fashion world, Hollywood's run by the rich, and so they have to make the rich look good. <laughs> yeah, this was getting a big thumbs up for me. Yeah, it was getting it's, a little thumbs up for me. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna get, I'm also giving it a a very big thumbs up. I think as far as like a an adaptation of 101 Dalmatians, I really like that they chose to do a prequel about Cruella, and yeah. obviously a lot of people did too because they've announced a sequel for it. Oh yeah, um, have they? Yeah. Oh. And uh, hey, that yeah. does make sense. Yeah. There are you know, there's only a couple Dalmatians in it. But that makes sense. I mean, after you the start somewhere. After the Baroness is out, she sends, or Corella uh, sends one of the two Dalmatians to each, like to two people who helped her along the way, which are Anita and Roger, who then later meet and marry with yeah. their Dalmatians. Yeah. And that, that was fun at the yeah, end. There, that's a fun, um, little fun fact. I got two little fun facts. If that's All okay, right. that's it fun. is okay. The premiere for this movie was the first post-COVID red carpet event in Hollywood. Nice and. Um, Cruella, who is classically seen smoking, does not in this movie because Disney decided to ban their characters smoking in their films starting in 2007. 
Really? Yeah. It's a little thing I found doing some research. Interesting. I think on a, on, like on a technical level, this movie's probably one of the better of the the remakes. Like for itself as a movie, yeah. where you have Aladdin, where you're like, yeah, I guess there was some funness to it, but it's also like uh, filmmaking is pretty basic. Yeah. <laughs> this one was and it, I it, felt like, more it interesting to watch, like for visually. Sure. And it, it, like it's not it's not a movie that's like CGI heavy, so. It's it's set in a more grounded world, so they like the vibe fit the yeah. the style that they were doing. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one. I'm so excited for this. Pinocchio. Oh gosh. <laughs> the original <laughs> Pinocchio came out in 1940. The second ever movie that Disney made. September 8th, 2022 was when this one was released. So that's 82 years in between. Mm-hmm. That's a very long time. This is a pretty much straightforward. Just retelling of the original. few little updates. Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 29%. That's too high. That's too high. This <laughs> movie <laughs> so bad. <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you think about this movie? So, yeah, I watched it the other day. Um, like, just right off the bat, Pinocchio is very important to Disney. Um, so I think it totally makes sense that they try and give the IP some love. So like I think I think a remake was okay to you know update it so long after it came out. Well, like an even that like Disney's theme song came from Pinocchio. Yeah. When you wish upon a star. Right. You know. So like I understand why they wanted to make it. Um. And it's just, eh, you know. I w- I want to say. What I like about this movie. Sure. Yeah, let's do that. I think that the character of Pinocchio looks really good. Yes. And I think that having him look very similar to the animated character, but having him exist in, quote unquote, the real world, I was actually pretty good with that. I also think that Jimmy Cricket looks really good. Yeah. they And like... I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt is doing an excellent <laughs> voice Yeah. Yeah. for Jimmy definitely. Cricket. It's yeah, it's really cool that they like kept they kept all the classic designs of the characters pretty much exactly as they were. Like Pinocchio looks he's a dead ringer for his animated version. Even Figaro and Cleo, like yeah. they're very clearly you know, that's like the, the same character model. Which I think I mentioned this in Lady and the Tramp. I kinda like that they were like visibly animated, but that also just makes a lot of sense for a Robert Zemeckis movie. Like, I don't know how I can really put this into words, but I could, like, I watched it and I was like, yeah, this looks exactly like a Robert Zemeckis movie. And I don't know why I thought that. Maybe I was thinking about, like, the trailer of Welcome to Marwin. I never actually watched that movie, but it just, like, it it looks that way. And Honest John, just a fox. Yeah. 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 Also, honest, that honest. was everything positive I had to say about the movie, <laughs> by the way. Uh, in your fun facts there, do you have whatever drugs they gave Tom Hanks to make him act so poorly in this movie? Yeah, man, Tom Hanks is... He's the best. I'm just going to say Tom Hanks is the best. In this movie, he doesn't really have a lot to do. It's a very, it's a very subdued Tom Hanks performance. He's acting like a ninth grader in a high school musical. <laughs> yeah. Like in theory Tom Hanks as Geppetto is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he I don't know. 
like I don't know if it was just because he didn't have a lot to do in the movie or or what, but it didn't like it does that didn't hit the same way that Tom Hanks usually hits. Not even a little bit. <laughs> I think he, I I don't know if he's that well at or well versed in the world of interacting with non-existent creatures and whatnot. All right, so here's my biggest problem with this movie is that all the CGI objects and people, and there's a lot, interact with real people really poorly. Yeah. Yeah. They have cups that are CGI. They aren't holding cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like wiggling around in Luke... Luke Evans? Luke Evans. Luke Evans? Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Luke Evans' hand. But I'm like, in what world do you decide, instead of having... A cup, which we could just grab from the office right now. <laughs> Let's make people spend time and money to CGI a cup into their hands. Yeah. Why? I think it was. <laughs> I think it was probably just like an effort to make it look like an animated movie. Because I but think it doesn't. It looks terrible. I think that's like I think that's what they were going for, and it like it. It's weird. It's kind of weird as a live action movie, but it. <laughs> It, it is like, I don't know, it's an interesting update to a movie that is truly Definitely so interesting. Old. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also think that when they do, when you wish upon a star in the movie, <sighs> look, and I've seen, I, I can, I can tell you the actress's name right now, it's Cynthia something. Uh, Revo. I, I apologize, but I think she really butchered that song. Yeah, especially the part that plays during the Disney logo. Yeah, I was like, "You want me to remember this every time I watch a Disney movie? Huh. Every time I watch a Disney movie, I will remember not specifically that part, but her leaving the house. She like kind of floats away, as in she's on a green screen standing still, and they make her look like she's moving to the side, and then she sort of gets smaller, and like really poorly fades away." Still in front of the window until she just disappears. Yeah. It's like, wow. I think they were trying to do that was like bad. the same kind of thing that they did in the original. It's just, but, it's different. I feel, I feel like this movie was probably just like the answer to having to shoot under COVID guidelines. Because like, you know, there's, there's never more than one actual person on screen at the time. Yeah. And like everything is just kind of animated around them. So I wonder, like, if it would have looked different or been different if they would have had it before. Really don't know. But. I don't know. Also, yeah. the, the scene with the whale sea creature thing. Uh, first of all, the green screen is so bad. It, it's hilarious. Like, we we watched it together. Yeah. And we were howling. Like, we were dying. It was so funny. And they use the same shot of Tom Hanks looking over his shoulder, looking four at the times. whale. Yeah, four, four times. times. <laughs> like, in a row. <laughs> it's yeah, ridiculous. It's pretty funny. It was hilarious. Yeah. Anyways, I don't, I, don't know, I don't really have anything else to say. Two guys. thumbs down. It. Two thumbs down. Yeah, th- I think this is probably the one that I feel the most eh about. Um, Jim Henson wanted to make a remake of Pinocchio in 1985, but Disney... 
He should have made it last year, then there could have been four Pinocchio movies that came out yeah. the same year. Yes, yeah, so if you want to see a really good Pinocchio movie, Del Toro's is fantastic. Oh, it's so good. That's and the one you should that, watch. That Russian one doesn't look good, but at least looks like it would be funny to watch. Yeah, it's like a Sharknado vibe, you know? Yeah. It's like it's so bad it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's that. Um, oh, we're doing a spoiler alert now for the last two, hey? We'll do one at a time. We're doing Peter Pan and Wendy? Yeah. So yes, we're gonna spoil Peter Pan and Wendy, and and then when we give our our thumb rating after that, we'll spoil Little Mermaid. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, some stats. Peter Pan and Wendy, based off of Peter Pan, nineteen fifty three. This one came out April twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. So that's a seventy year difference. And this one is a pretty big reimagining. It's the same basic story, but with a lot of the plot from the original stripped down and it's it's more of a focus on these characters journeys um there's a reason this movie is called peter pan and wendy and not peter pan we'll get into that um yeah. and this one has a 62 percent of rotten tomatoes yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. what do you think about this movie if i was just to give like a quick summary i'd say um this is this is an interesting take on Peter Pan. Um, if you're wanting the original movie, watch the original movie because this is not this one does not replace it, but it supplements it. It's it's like the same story but told in a very different way. I Just did. Watch Hook. Yeah, I did. Um, for the most part, enjoy it. Um, but like, if you're looking for that sense of magic from the first one. It's not present in this one. It's very different. Yeah. I I'd, I'd say it was mid. Low mid. I uh, I didn't think it was good, but I also wasn't like torn apart by anything in it. Yeah, I. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, mid movies are the hardest ones to talk about because I had to come up with like words to say. Oh, it wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> um, I, I will say this: I I didn't really enjoy the kid who played Peter Pan. Nope. Yeah, yeah, he was he was just all right. I th- I found him a bit too obnoxious, and some of it was definitely like a, a character arc for the movie. But mm. I feel like too much of it came across as him just being a little brat. Yep. To the point yeah. where I couldn't like him. And uh, I also think that whatever drugs Tom Hanks took in Pinocchio, they gave the same drugs to Jude Law Yeah. for Captain Hook. Because <laughs> I have no idea what he was doing in this movie. <laughs> it, n- nothing. He was doing nothing is the problem. Is He was reading lines. And I, I, I that excuse is said so many times to be like, wow, they just read lines. But that's basically what this movie felt like. Uh. Especially from Jude Law, who is a fantastic actor. And him playing Hook, I'm like, you could you could probably do it, right? Hook is a mm-hmm. very eccentric personality, you know what I'm saying? He's he's very he's very out there, yeah, and really fun, like a really fun character. And Jude Law is just monotone this whole time. I'm like, what? It? Yeah. Every well, everything about this movie is monotone. Is they, the thing they changed, you know, they changed a lot of it, and a big part of that was also changing Hook because we get a lot more emphasis on like his backstory and and how he's fitting into to Neverland because, it, you know, they do the whole thing of how um, he and 
like he I think what it is he like washed up in the sea one day as as a young child and and he and Peter were really good friends and then he left with the pirates after uh, a fight they had and then grew up outside of Neverland and then came back yeah as an an adult and so it, it, it yeah it's there's a lot more focus on like oh this is the Peter Pan and, and Hook relationship and then Wendy has a has a really like a, a much different bigger part where at least we see like her emotional side of it and then the end like the climax of it is not peter fighting off hook and saving everyone it's it's wendy flying in and and rescuing them yeah i think the from what i understand the plot of this one is closer to the original book um where they they go to Neverland and you know do all this stuff, but then Peter brings the Lost Boys back to London with the Darlings and leaves them there, and then flies back to Neverland to you know adventure with Tinkerbell and meet up with Hook if he can. But yeah, um, I will say the, the part in this movie that actually caught me off guard a little bit is when Hook actually kills Peter Pan. Oh yeah. That 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 was uh, a bit of a surprise for sure. Uh, <laughs> I think that's probably the the moment that saved it from being bad in my mind was the fact that they went pretty bold and killed off yeah the main character. I mean, he comes back to life very quickly, but uh huh. But yeah, I wasn't expecting that. So yeah, they they like they did a different thing. If you're looking for <laughs> Peter Pan, watch the original. But it's like it's a fine or hook companion piece for it. Um, oh, before we move on, Art. Um, they did a really good job of, uh, you know, not including some outdated cultural oh, depictions yeah. Yeah. of indigenous peoples. That's true. Like, they were still in it, but it wasn't like, oh, we're going to sing a song that's racist. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it was mostly just Tiger Lily, you know, also yeah. being around and, and adventuring with them. And so yeah. that, like... Out of any moment, I think that's like the, the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. Let's they, re- let's remake this. They didn't and, and fix. They didn't this. remove their presence from Neverland, but they just changed the role. Yeah, which, which, is, which is, is is good. Probably for the best. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving the sideways thumb. Yeah, I'm like I'm I'm somewhere between to the side and all the way up. Somewhere 45? there. Yeah, or maybe even like straight up and a little bit down. Like I I, I was. I was along for the ride. Yeah. But it's, you know, if, if you're looking for Peter Pan, again, just watch Peter Pan. Yeah. I'll give it a thumbs down because, <laughs> I don't know, I just thought it was a whole lot of pretty much nothing. And the sword fights and action scenes were just yeah, not filmed great. Well, it was kind of boring. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it, it just kind of happened, you know? Yeah. Let's move on. Last the but, newest one. Last but certainly not least. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> Little Mermaid. We go for stats, my man. All right, 1989, the first movie in the Disney Renaissance. So rounding out that the the four the four big ones. May 26th, 2023. Hey, that was just that was just a couple days ago. It was. Ooh. Wow, it's crazy. Wow. That's 34 years in between the original to this one. This is, I want to call it 
a retelling, but it's also kind of a reimagining. They they changed the setting and a few like plot points and and character motivations and backstories, but it's like it's still the story you know and love. Oh yeah, yeah. So it kind of throttles the line, but it, it's it's the Little Mermaid. You oh know? yeah, it definitely is. Um, only a seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. It's also pretty fresh. Yeah, so that that's probably in flux a bit. Um, I quite enjoyed this movie. I did as well. <laughs> I did as well. I I had a bad spot in the theater when I watched it, so I'm gonna have to see it again to really take in like the full view of of all the the crazy underwater visuals and stuff. But I still I still caught like the yeah. everything, and I even from a bad seat, I was like, yeah, I like this. Yeah. yeah, well, the, the underwater visuals I felt were not amazing in in terms of when a character is on screen, like a live action character is on screen. Uh-huh. It's like you're noticeably separate from the environment. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't look at that and go, "Oh, that's bad. That's just I. I don't like this." I just went, "Oh, that's a little." It looks yeah. better than Aquaman. <laughs> that's for sure. And it's it's <laughs> yeah. easy to to think like. Um, about how obviously they're not like they're not filming them actually just acting like that underwater you can't no. do that yeah, so exactly. it's like okay I know that it's not supposed to be real so uh, you yeah. know I give exactly. it a pass yeah exactly I genuinely I have no idea how they filmed some of that stuff underwater because those characters swim around and move a lot yeah it's true and I've thought a lot about that don't have an answer so but that doesn't factor into my review yeah. it's just yeah kind of crazy I thought Halle Bailey did a great oh, job. Oh, yeah. She was fantastic. Amazing. She definitely proved that she was a good casting for Ariel. Oh, yeah. You know, shut down all those people who were making racist yeah. comments or whatever. I Even think... when she, like, couldn't speak. I Well, you know? she did a great job of, like, just, know, just looking, like, acting without talking or, like, yeah. using her eyes. Acting. And, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Like her facial expressions and and postures, I'm like, I I get everything that you're trying to say in this scene right now. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah, they they added one song that comes up twice that she sings in her head when she can't speak. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the song, but I also don't think that you need it because I think you can actually tell what what she's thinking because yeah. I think she did a pretty good job. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like it it wasn't necessary, but it also like it didn't hurt the movie. Yeah. No. I, I, I did like that they kind of expanded a bit more on the songs. Alan Menken came back and wrote the music, and then they got With Lin-Manuel Miranda to do the lyrics. The new yeah. song, which is the rap battle between... Um, Sebastian and uh, Scuttle. Scuttle. So it's good. my favorite song in the movie. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's no, my that, favorite that scene was in the movie. Fun. Um, so I also good. really liked... Um, what was it? Uh... Wild Uncharted Waters. Yeah, Eric. That's Eric's new song. Eric got a song. I think Eric needed a song. They really fleshed Eric out quite a bit in this movie, and Jonah yeah, Howard King did a really good job. And by fleshed him out, you mean that we got to see the flesh on his chest a lot. <laughs> yes, there's that's, so many. That's, that's there's what I'm so many parts about. where he's like, oh, and his shirt just for no reason <laughs> is wide open. Look at my yeah. pecs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I really liked that his journey to like being with Ariel felt. Um, like it, it felt deserved. They were both, you know, looking to explore outside of their own worlds and and, yeah. and find whatever's out there. And it, it, you know, with with his own song and and all that that backstory and stuff about how he was he was adopted after 
a shipwreck. Is that two movies in a row? Adopted after a shipwreck, Hook, and then... I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just I feel like his motivation was really evident, and he, he played it very well. Yeah. CGI characters. I think Scuttle, the bird, looked really good, and I thought that it fit Aquafina's performance really well. Yeah. 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 She was like I surprisingly think good. that Flounder looks Did, disgusting. No, I'm still that's the no. one I still can't get over. Now here's the thing. We just talked about Pinocchio, where they took essentially the cartoon model uh-huh. and made it three D. They should have done that for Flounder. Flounder has such a very distinctive He's his look. face doesn't move. No, because he looks like an actual fish. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's it's but, unsettling. He's, he's also completely inexpressive. Because he's an actual fish. Yeah, he just... <laughs> no, he's a CGI fish, Luke. Oh, well, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> but yeah. And Sebastian, I kind of got used to, but I also didn't love it. Yeah. I, yeah, I was I was okay with that. I, think I moved on. David Diggs, like, puts put a lot into Sebastian. Yeah. Like, oh, man, my theater laughed a lot at Sebastian. Yeah. He did a great job. The model is is all right, but I think just like based on his performance, I was like, I was okay, uh, yeah, I buy into it. Yeah, but yeah, flounder, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> yeah. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, that was all right. Yeah, she wasn't bad. She looked quite a lot like Ursula and sounded like Ursula too. Yeah, I think there was some CG. I'm my guess is that they they filmed her sitting in a chair. And then moved mm. her digitally because she kind of writhers around a lot, so she's upside down or on her side and everything. But I, that looked a little odd, which has made more yeah. of a CGI Again, complaint like, than I, a I don't know how they would have gone to film yeah. those stuff. So it's like it's really hard to. But to I think she did it. a great job, especially with poor unfortunate souls. Yeah. Which hey, good job Disney actually doing the villain song this time and not. Yeah. Oh, I know. Pulling a, a be prepared. Oh, don't even bring it up. Don't. It's the worst. Yeah, I, I think the music, all all said and done, was was good. The little lyric changes and new songs, yeah, all fit pretty nice. Um, and I I was worried that the musical numbers wouldn't be quite as spectacular, but they did a really good job with that. They they did, yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't like. I don't have any complaints. I think about the music. Um, the only thing is. And this is not so much a complaint, mm-hmm. but I've done a lot of research and study into into Howard Ashman, yeah, and and his impact on the Disney movies and his work and this and that. At the end of this movie, they say, you know, in memory of Howard Ashman, yeah, and I went oof because the songs that they added are one hundred percent not songs that he would have tolerated in any of his movies. He had a very specific huh. formula. Yeah. So it felt kind of like, in honor of George Lucas, we're going to do this terrible thing to Star Wars. Just putting someone's name on something that they would never have done. It's also at the end of the credits. Yeah. And it doesn't affect the movie at all. But I, I felt a little awkward about that. That's that's fair. But, like, at the same time, and, and look, if you... Scuttlebutt is a completely unnecessary song. Scuttlebutt <laughs> just came in and said... Prince Eric's going to propose. Yeah, I was not but expecting the song. The song. <laughs> the song is so fun that I give it a pass. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to be rapping all week at work. So <laughs> well, I'm good with it. Yeah, but 
like I also do understand why they did dedicate it to because like Howard Ashman and Alan Menken I think Alan Menken had m- no maybe Little Mermaid was both of their first movies at Disney but it was certainly Howard Ashman's yeah. first and like The Little Mermaid is a story about someone gay who's trying to to come out and that was that was also Howard Ashman's story he put a lot of himself yeah. into the movie so like it wouldn't quite the original wouldn't be the same without him so it like it does make sense i think in that that regard yeah gives a solid thumbs up for me yeah. oh yeah what do you think about the uh the caribbean setting they disney finally answered the age old question of why is sebastian jamaican <laughs> i liked it i liked the dance sequences yeah at the market ah steel drums let's go yeah can never get enough steel drums. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I think it, I think it was a, a smart choice, you know, to, I guess, like, in one sense, that's a way to, like, explain away why some characters' races have changed. But also, it just, it fit, like, with this whole kingdom that has such a, a focus on, like, the sea yeah. and, and the water-based life and... Like, it allowed all the costumes to have some, like, just a new take on them, a new cultural aspect that, that it, yeah, it, it fit really well. It, it felt like a, a smart decision. I think the original is supposedly taking place off the coast of Italy, which... Oh, I think you're right. Caribbean makes, does, makes more sense, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What are some upcoming ones that we got? Yeah. Oh, I should say, this is also a big thumbs up for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there are many that have been rumored, but the ones that have been announced so far, we've got Confirmed. Snow White, uh, which is coming out next March. So that'll be 87 years after the original. That one definitely, I think it's probably time for an update. And Rachel Zegler's been doing some real good stuff. So I got I got I high agree. hopes. I got high hopes. Uh, prequel for The Lion King, which I mentioned earlier, Mufasa, The Lion King, also coming out next year, next July. 30 years after the original. Um, I don't know what to expect from that. And then we've got Lilo and Stitch. They oh. haven't set a date for that. Lilo, okay. Stitch is one of my favorite ever Disney characters. I'm kind of concerned. I, I don't think it needs a live action no. adaptation. It's, it's pretty new. Yeah, 2002. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> by the time it comes out in, let's say, maybe 2025. Like, like new that's, compared to the other movies. Yeah, yeah that's, that's 23 years, which is not... That's not a long yeah. time. I said, but Mulan was my favorite Disney movie, and then Beauty and the Beast was third. But Lilo and Stitch is number come, two. Nice, yeah. That's great. It's I'm, so good. I'm so scared for it's this so one. It's so good. Uh, you know, we just got to see what happens. Then we're getting Hercules. Um, Thor: Love and Thunder sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I could see, I could see that one being good, but you know, we'll get there. We'll see. Dwayne Johnson. Um, I. No. Just wait <laughs> wait until later. That is coming up. Um, and then, apparently, they're, they're doing a remake of Hunchback of Notre Dame oh, yeah. that I believe currently is just titled Hunchback. Interesting. Which is weird, but I guess we'll see. Um, oh, I should say Hercules was 97, Hunchback is 96, so roughly okay. the same time. Then, The Sword and the Stone original came out in 1963. Oh. I could see that being pretty good. He was some um, King Arthur stuff. Yeah, yeah. We have an as of yet untitled Cruella sequel. Um, 
And then apparently... As if they're not going to just call it 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. I, yeah they, mm, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Um, we have apparently a movie about Prince Anders from Aladdin, who was a new character they introduced in the remake. Interesting. I... I, I don't I I have no idea what that's gonna be like. I didn't even really remember he was in it. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, then we got Bambi, which SNL. A that's the Dwayne Johnson one. SNL made a parody uh, of of a live action Bambi trailer it's years so ago, good. which is so funny. It's so but good. But it, it's happening. Probably not the way they did it. <laughs> but you know, 1942 was the original. Yeah. And by the time this comes out, it could be like 90 years later. So. It could be nice. Robin Hood. I hope they still. I, I wonder if they're still going to do animals for that. They'd have to, because it like that is that's the Disney Robin Hood. But then it, are we getting like a kind of a Lion King situation then? If they're all just animals and it's not really live action, it's just animation. They could get Kevin Costner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they could. <laughs> Returning. Oh. And then we got two more that have been announced: Aristocats from cool. 1970. Weird. And then last but. Uh, maybe least I don't know how I feel about this Moana, Moana? oh only, yeah only came out in 2016 and it already has a live action remake like I can get The Rock's a big deal so if they want The Rock to play Maui they probably can't wait too long but also at the same time Moana's an amazing movie yeah and it's an why animated, would they make a remake less, and not a sequel yeah it's like it's so it's so recent I don't I don't know I don't know how I feel about that, but very you know, weird. Even his daughters aren't a fan of it. Yeah, we'll we'll just have to wait and see for those ones, I guess. Oh boy, wait, which one are you most excited for, Luke? None of them. Probably Snow White. I you think. know what? I'm excited for Lilo and Stitch to release, so I can find out if it's bad or not. I'm not mm. excited to be like, oh, I'm I'm ready to go over this movie. Yeah. I'm just, I. I'm scared and I want my fear yeah. to stop. <laughs> I hope at the very least it'll be like a Beauty and the Beast situation where like, it's good. It doesn't replace it, but it's not like, it doesn't bring the, the franchise down. Yeah. No. Lilo, Lilo and Stitch is mine because the director of Lilo and Stitch is the guy who directed Marcel the Shell with Shoes on. Mm. And I freaking love that movie. That's the, that's the only reason why I have a, even a sliver of hope for that yeah. movie. I mean, and the original has like it's has so much style and character in life, so yeah. they, it we'll we'll just have to wait and see. But yeah, it could be good. All right, this we'll episode is super long again. Well, we're we gonna, have lots to cover. We're gonna do one more thing. Luke and I both have rankings of the movies that we discussed. I can't believe we didn't talk about Christopher Robin. That was such a good movie. That's a great Christopher movie. Robin is excellent. so good. Excellent. Yeah, the first movie I saw in Landmark. Really? It came so out on my seventeenth cool. birthday. I went with my grandma. Nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna read my ranking from worst to best. Okay. Luke's gonna read his from worst to best, and then you, as the guest, you get to tell us which I ranking you more. enjoy yeah. more. Okay. Cool. All right. Starting from the bottom, we've got Mulan, Pinocchio, Peter Pan and Wendy, Lion King, Alice in Wonderland, Lady and the Tramp, Cruella. Aladdin, The Little Mermaid, Cinderella, Maleficent, Dumbo, Beauty and the Beast, and Jungle Bug. <laughs> Dumbo's so high. Okay, cool. Wow. All right, Luke, what do you got for me? <clears throat> okay. 
starting things off dead last with Mulan because that movie's garbage. <laughs> Pinocchio, Peter Pan and Wendy, Lion King, Dumbo, Lady and the Tramp, Aladdin, Cinderella, Cruella, Alice in the Wonderland, Little Mermaid, Maleficent, Jungle Book, and Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Ooh, that's tricky because I actually agree with half of like, both of them. <laughs> in general, it's like the the bottom half, yeah, and the top half, yeah. Oh, it mostly that's depends tricky. on where you put Dumbo. That's tricky. Hmm. <laughs> I oh, you know what? My gut is telling me to go with Luke. I accept that. So, I'm sorry, Connor. Accept we'll defeat. just see if you come back on the show ever. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Well, hey, it's been great, guys. Thanks, bye. Yeah, we'll we'll have you back again sometime for another episode, I'm sure. Cool. Definitely. Um, maybe fun. when we this don't have great. 14 movies to talk about, we can yeah, have like an episode, one or two movies, an episode maybe, less really? than two hours. Yeah, a- ap- apologies, listener, for two two-hour episodes in a row. Hey, if you ever want to talk about the Batman, I could talk about that movie for like six hours straight. We'll do it. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Aiden, for joining us. You want to give a little plug about your podcast? Hey, well, I I just want to say thanks for having me. Uh, Yeah, I got this podcast. It's called, oh, I didn't see you there. It's a lot of fun. Um, If you're into things that make sense, don't listen to it. Um, But (laughs) if you like like just having fun and uh, seeing where the world takes you, you might might like it, (laughs) maybe. I don't it's know. A, I have fun making it. It's a wild ride for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Thank you for listening, listener. Uh, <laughs> we will be back next week to talk about Transformers. Oh, dude! You see that trailer for Rise of the Beasts? Yeah. So good. I'm, I'm really We're very excited. excited. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say I'm excited. I am also excited. Okay. You do speak for both of us in this situation. Um. So yeah, come back next week for that. Uh, and Luke, why don't you hit us with a send off? Actually, I think. That since whoa, Aiden's the whoa, guest, whoa. you know, it, we, we don't get this opportunity. So I think we should let you get the send off. Okay. Nice. That was a good tactic. Diverting. Yeah. It was good. Um, it's really hot in this car. Thanks, everyone, for hanging out with us. I hope you had a blast. I know I did. Um, yeah, I got to get out of this car. See ya. <laughs> okay. Hey, thanks, Luke. And thank you, listener, for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to keep up with us and the show, please feel free to follow us on Twitter, or X, if you will, at Pod Screen Time to see some quick thoughts of ours regarding movies or shows. You can also follow us on Instagram, again, at Pod Screen Time, to see when our episodes drop and any extra visuals that we want to show off. You can also catch up with both of us individually on Letterboxd to catch our thoughts and reviews on the movies that we watch. You can find me at The Shininator, and you can find Luke at Shin Glassman. If you want to hear more of Luke, feel free to check out his other podcast, Toku Talk Radio, where he discusses tokusatsu and anime with his sister Hannah. And if you want even more of Luke, who can blame you, you can take yourself over to his YouTube channel, Shin Glassman, where you can watch his videos that range from reviews to tier lists. They really are a blast. Links to all these things are in the description of this episode, so head there to find those and stay connected with us. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again in the next episode.